This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Well, Gwen and Chris is going to sound just a, a little bit different today. <laughs> Actually, a lot a bit different today. I am Scraby. I'm filling in for the guys. Tony is on vacation. Chris is also on vacation. He'll be back Monday. Tony will not be back until the following Monday. But do I have a treat for all of you out there? I don't think we've heard the silky pipes of Sam Levitt since the NLCS game where the Padres were defeated by the Phillies. So let me welcome in my co-host for today, Mr. Sam Levitt. How are you, Sam? I am great. It is great to be here. You're right. It has been a while. I am back from my sabbatical in New York. Sabbatical. I am rested, refreshed, ready to go. Robert Suarez back. I mean, let's go. Two to six, yes. four hours. I'm let's go. go. I like it. Sam's yes. bringing the energy already one minute into the show, so I appreciate that, Sam. We're going to get to some of that Padres news in just a little bit because yesterday it, there, was, there was just Padre news aplenty coming out, and it was specifically during our show. We got a couple Silver Slugger notifications. We had some uh, contract opt-outs. We had some contract signings. And uh, we'll talk about all of that throughout the show. We'll also take your phone calls, 833-288-0973. We are going to be uh, talking about some of the other Major League Baseball free agency news that is going on around baseball. We'll have all the other usual segments as well. Daily Gambit, uh, we will have a countdown today, and that's going to have a little bit of a special flair as well. So we will tell you what that's all about at 340. Uh, we're not going to have Chris versus the fans today, so we will uh, we will be giving away our qualification in other ways. But Big Five at 440, and then interview of the week to wrap up the entire week. But Sam, i got to ask you this first, because... For someone like you who worked the entire baseball season, Mm -hmm. and you're working every day, every night, it's just uh, Groundhog's Day every single day, and then all of a sudden, it's over. It just stops. How do you adjust to that? Because for me, it would be very difficult because the next morning I would be waking up thinking, because when I did pre pre and post game last year, I just kind of woke up in a a stupor and like, got to do my pregame kind of thing. So how did you do it? Well, I I think... It, it is weird. Like, it was weird in the minor leagues, too, where you're doing it every day and you're thinking about the Padres every day and it's baseball every day. And you're right. You're waking up in the morning and every morning you have notes to get ready and things to read and, and work on your mind, even on the off days, really. I mean, it's every single day. And um, it's like that for me and, and a lot of you guys, too, who are on the shows every day and, yeah. you know, thinking Padres every day. 
Um, it's weird because it all ends really quickly. You go from the intensity of the season every day, the postseason, what was a, a wonderful playoff run, and then it's all over, and pretty much everybody goes home. I mean, the players go to wherever they're going for the off season. The coaching staff goes, uh, all the employees, everybody. It ends really quickly. Like in the minor leagues, I remember the season would end, and it's even a little bit more dramatic there because the the baseball side of things pretty much clears out. Like you everybody know, the, just goes. Yeah, home. the coaching staff leaves, the players leave, and then it's just the front office, the organization that's there, and. You wait till the games come back in April, really, until you have anything baseball, professional baseball related again. So it's always like really, really weird. It's the most intense thing for six, seven months. It's every single day. It ends really quickly. But I think you, uh, when you're done, you you're ready for a little break. <laughs> you I was, definitely are. yeah, I was, I was ready for a little break. But I'll tell you what, I mean, I'm I'm hyped up, ready to go. We've got some off season stuff. The winter meetings here in San Diego is going to oh, be yeah. great mm-hmm. uh, for everybody and for the station, and we'll have plenty of stuff during that. So um, it, it gets here before you know it. Then it's New Year's and spring training, and and um. And it you're going to be out quickly, there most yeah. likely, I would think, for spring training. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how all the, the shows uh, will yeah, be out there. Yeah, how all the plans come together. But it's it's uh, it is weird though. Like it's super weird. Yeah, you're you're doing it every day, and it comes to an end really, really quickly. And uh, but the the good thing is, is uh, you rev it back up again in February. Yeah, and I think it's also. I mean, it's not just weird for us who work in it. I think it's weird for everyone because. You know, I never had to think about what I wanted to do on a Tuesday night in July because I knew I was going to be probably watching Padres baseball. And it's the same with all the fans out there. It goes from having a game every single night, something to look forward to every single day, to nothing. And that is why off-season radio, I love in-season radio for this uh, this particular show and station. But off-season radio is also fun because we get to talk about all of the other stuff. And we'll get to that throughout the show. But, Sam... Where did you, what did you do after you said uh, <laughs> you said you had some time to siesta? Well, so what was your plan? So right let's after it see. Ended? Let's see. They had the uh, they had the the postseason. Uh, I don't know if postseason is the right word, but the exit it, exit press yes, conferences. the exit press conferences, mm-hmm. which uh, were were good. And Melvin and and Preller spoke, and we had interviews we had here on the station with Eric Grupner and, and AJ Preller. So that was good. That was kind of the the final thing to cover. And then a few days here, and then I, I went home, saw my parents in New York, hung out with them. That was great. That is uh, great. Saw some friends, hung around the city, uh, ate some good food, and really hung out and, and relaxed. So, and, and got back here on Monday. So, oh. yeah, it's been good. It's been, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a break. And I think after a whole baseball season, you really need the reset and the break. And, and even beyond, like, you know, getting into, work stuff just a, a week to chill and hang oh, yeah. out so it was it was really cool i love new york like i'm never shy of saying that i i love where i grew up i love new york i love being there i you know my family's there a lot of my friends are there you know a lot of people like people i grew up with you know people grow up there they don't typically leave I, i'm the rare one that left and that is strange about the east coast because i have noticed that i i guess Maybe I'm just favoring the West Coast because I'm a West Coast. Yeah, guy. I don't know. I don't know what it's. I mean, to but it does seem like people leave the East Coast more than they leave the West Coast. Yeah, maybe it's the weather. Honestly, maybe. it could be the weather because uh, I've I've had one winter in the East Eastern Time Zone and it was pretty brutal. It was like. 5 a.m. wake-up calls trying to shovel out my car from snow. No fun. No fun at all. So glad that you got re, uh, recharged yeah, and rested good. and all that stuff. It so was really good. Now, 
you can bring everything you got into this Padres, these Padres subjects that we have right now. And there's a couple opt-outs, uh, three opt-outs in particular. One of them was was uh, taken care of, so there's actually only two. But the first opt-out would be Nick Martinez opting out. He did that yesterday, but according to the reports by Dennis Lynn and some of the other Padres in the know people out there, they are still negotiating jerks and profar opted out earlier this week as well, which is a little bit interesting for me, and we'll go over that. But let's let's talk about Robert Suarez briefly in his five years and $46 million, uh, Sam. For for 2023, the Padres have Josh Hader as the closer. They have Robert Suarez as their eighth inning guy. And from what we saw in the playoffs last year in the stretch run of the year, I mean, I don't. I saw you tweet this. I don't know that there's a better eight nine setup crew in baseball. Well, look, they're going to have to prove it. But I think the point is is that they have the potential to be two of the better back end relievers. In the game, I mean, they have they they have the potential to to have the most dynamic eighth and ninth inning combination in the game. Uh, look, there's a lot of things I think you really like about this Robert Suarez deal. Number one, just from the 2023 perspective, I mean, this is a team that is going to enter 2023, go into spring training with true World Series aspirations. I don't think even without knowing what this full 26-man roster looks like, I think that's safe to say. There are going to be people around the game and fans here in San Diego that say the expectation this season is to go win a World Series. And with their group, with their starting pitching, who they have potentially leaving when guys become free agents after 2023, we're a long way away from that. But this team has a real shot in 2023 to win a world title. So from the perspective of, of, let's talk about 2023 first, of having Suarez and Hater because we don't know about Hater after 23, yeah. becomes a free agent. Correct. You have the opportunity to have a truly dominant and special back end of that bullpen. And I say back end in, in quotation marks because the one thing we're seeing more and more in baseball is team go to some of their big-time relievers earlier that's, in games. Go ahead, but that's so funny because Chris brought this up yeah. yesterday a little bit. So, so when when I, you know, it's a technicality, but when I say eighth and ninth inning combo, you don't know that it'll actually be eighth and ninth inning, but you would assume with a lead that the ideal scenario for Bob Melvin next year with, let's say, a two-run lead is to go to Robert Suarez in the eighth inning and Josh Hader in the ninth inning, and if those two guys pitch the way they pitch towards the end of the regular season and into the postseason, including Josh Hader, who had his struggles but appeared to totally regain his form towards the end of the regular oh, yeah. season. He, and, he and, was yeah. back to the Josh Hader we all you, knew. You could have a truly special back end of that bullpen. And that's also not mentioning Luis Garcia, who mm-hmm. for the most part was really good. Um Drew Pomerantz. He, we did ask AJ. He's a Preller wild that, card, yeah. But we did ask him. Uh, Chris and I had him on on Wednesday. We're going to be hearing that at five forty. But uh, we asked him about Drew Pomerantz, and he said that he's good to go. He should be good to go heading into spring training. And they they invested a lot of money in they Drew did. Pomerantz, and he he didn't pitch. Uh, he didn't pitch a game last year no. with his injury, and AJ also said that it was an injury that just sometimes just takes a really long time to heal. So I guess in in a, in a way, you're getting a guy who doesn't have innings on his arm, and he can come back and help the bullpen right away. Let's not forget that Pomerantz, 2020, 1-4-5 ERA in 20 appearances. 2021 had a 2-1-0 ERA in 27 appearances. He's been very good very when he's good. been healthy. So yes, when you talk about some really legitimate, high-end um, 
really good relievers in the back end of that bullpen. You can throw Drew Pomerantz in there as well, Garcia in there as well. And from the outset here, you've got the main pieces of your bullpen. And you think about guys like Nabil Chrisman, and obviously the Padres can go sign other guys too and make moves, and I'm sure they will. Yeah. But you've got legitimately right now four relievers that I would say you have a well, Pomerantz is the wild card because he hasn't pitched in a while. Yeah. But if he can be the guy he was before the injury, I mean, those are four guys right there that, to me, in a high-leverage spot, you have a lot of confidence in. So, look, I think from the 2023 perspective, the Suarez move makes a ton of sense and sets this team up nicely. But I, I th- this, this deal is about so much more than that, Scraby, because yeah. of the five years and the $46 million. Now, before we get to... The, the real long-term elements of it, let's acknowledge there is risk involved in this contract. Okay, Robert Suarez, he was great in Japan for a couple of years. He was great last year, had a little bit of injury issue with the knee, but ends up coming back and he was as good as he was throughout the course of the season. He's also pitched in one major league season. Relievers can be a little bit volatile. So yes, you're looking at a guy who has limited experience in the major leagues, but the upside of this deal because of the five years, 46 million, because of the idea that Josh Hader may not be here after this coming season. Well, if you have a $9 million or so AAV and Robert Suarez ends up performing to what he did, that level that he showed in his rookie season and he's your closer. It's a really good deal. Yeah. And the Padres are making a bet. They're making a bet and, and, you would assume they loved what they saw from Robert Suarez this season and believe deep down he can replicate that for the next four or five years because if he does, it's a great deal. It's a little bit different than this deal that the Padres made with Mike Clevenger now that he's going to be a free agent. They brought him back in a year and they signed him to a contract, a two-year deal, when he wasn't even going to pitch one of the years. And so they were they were kind of taking that same stance of making a bet on someone and hoping that it pays off for you. And if it pays off for you, then you're getting extreme value for, for money that you're, you're not really spending that much money for a lot of value. Now I, I, I can't really say for sure whether or not Mike Clevenger didn't live up to his contract, but it, it was something that I think at the time we were all kind of questioning, but as time went along, I personally really thought that the deal was a good deal for the Padres because it didn't end up being a $20 million deal and having the year that he had. And and injuries played a big part of it, it for Mike, yeah. too. So, it, look, did he live up to the contracts by the performance, by just the amount he pitched? Probably not, but he had a lot of injuries, too. Who knows if he doesn't end up having to get the second Tommy John, what what the, his time with the Padres ultimately looks like. And here's the other thing, back to Suarez, that I think is really important. He proved he can pitch in the postseason. And that's something that a late-inning, high-leverage reliever, when they get there, has to prove. Even somebody like an Edwin Diaz from the Mets, for example. You know, he was terrific in the regular season, but that's a guy that, you know, had a little bit of experience in the postseason during the wildcard series, but aside from that, hasn't been there. And we have seen throughout the history of baseball, since the closer became a thing, that there are closers, there are high-leverage, late-inning relievers that put up terrific regular season numbers and do not do the same thing in the postseason and struggle in the postseason. We see it with starting pitchers, too. Oh, yeah. We see it with all these players, but yeah. especially the relievers, you see it. 
Robert Suarez proved that this guy does not break a sweat in these big spots. He's very calm, his so, demeanor. So for that reason, too, I, I, again, is there risk involved in this contract and giving him five years and giving him $46 million, even though he's pitched one major league season at the age of 30-plus? Yeah, there is. There is some. But the upside here is is really significant. And I look, the Padres are making a bet, again, that the guy they saw here last season is the guy they're going to get for the next four or five years. And it, it look, if he becomes the closer, it's it's a really good contract, especially talking about Edwin Diaz, yeah. who got five years, a hundred plus million. If he that's the market for double. a high level yeah, for a high level closer, then ultimately this contract looks great. To be honest with you, I'm not worried about 2024, 5, 6, and 7. I'm really not right now. It's all right about now, 23. Right now, for the, if you're a San Diego Padres fan, you should be focused on one thing and one thing only, 2023. There are a myriad of reasons why that is, but you got to be focused on the next 12 months. I am so glad that Sam is here to kind of spice up my uh, my my limited Padres knowledge what because you, I can just gravy. You talk about just, him every day. I, ju- I can just throw it to Sam, and he gives he gives that, and it's all it all makes sense. I mean, you're around the team every single day, so you know you you kind of have an idea of what works and what may not work. But I like your optimism, and uh, that's what you're going to be getting everybody for the next four hours yeah, or so. And and look, and 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 I don't know when we have to go to break. We have here. to go to break now. So oh, okay, we'll yes. come back. We got okay. We got we got. Four Hours. Yes, we do. All we right. Three hours and 43 minutes remaining okay. on the show. So I think we have plenty of time. I am Matt Scraby filling in for Gwen and Chris. That is Sam Levitt, Maddie DeLeo on the board today. So a new crew for this Friday. Maddie. Maddie, we'll get you, we'll, we'll, we'll introduce Maddie to we everyone. Will. The, the backbone of the station. Very important. Yes. Very important. And so when we get back, we're going to talk about Nick Martinez opting out and him still negotiating jerks and pro for opting out. And at some point, I want to ask Sam about Manny Machado losing out to Arenado, Nolan Arenado on everything. It's so mm. annoying. And we'll talk to that. Or we'll talk about that as the show goes along. So I got St. Louis ties. Oh, oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Oh, OK. Well, then we're going to have to talk about yeah. it. But we'll, we'll talk about all that stuff when we get back here on Gwen and Chris 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to Odyssey 
odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Back here in the Odyssey Palace, 97.3 The Fan. I'm Scraby filling in for Gwyneth Chris. I have Sam Levitt here with me, the Padres pre- and post-game man. He is going to be in studio all four hours. And you'll be hearing Sam in a couple weeks, too. I know uh, for a fact, because we will also be doing a show, I believe, uh, first week of December. Maybe. Oh, yeah, that's right. After the winter meetings. After the winter yeah. meetings, which are here in San Diego. So I, I don't think I can really say anything, but I think I can say that... We're going to do a really good job of covering those winter meetings. Yes. We're going to do our best job. I think you can say that. Okay, good. Uh, now, one of the topics that maybe is something that's going to come up at the winter meetings would be Nick Martinez opting out, still negotiating with the Padres, Jerks and Profar opting out. Uh, now, let's let's start with the – which one's more juicy to you? I think Nick Martinez think Nick might Martinez, be. Yeah. yeah. So he opts out of his contract, which I think a lot of people knew that he was going to do after the year that he had. And Chris and I were talking about this yesterday, and we were talking about how if Nick Martinez wants to come back to the team, I wonder what capacity that is. Is it going to be a starter? Is it going to be the guy that he was last year where he was kind of mopping up those those uh, those uh, dangerous out-of-control innings? Or what kind of guy is he going to be for the Padres? And he's still negotiating. So I'm have, I have to believe that he and A.J. Preller are talking about his role for next season. And again, when we talked to him at spring training, he said, I came back from Japan to major league to the major leagues because I wanted to be a starter. Now, I think he's fine with his role for last year and how far in the season they went, but maybe going forward it's not. What what's your what's your read on the Nick Martinez situation? I would imagine that he would be a member of this starting rotation. Because they are looking for a fourth and fifth starter. Yeah, they need it and look, you know, again, Martinez like you said, his goal and really the Padres' goal was not to have him be this Kind of uh, Swiss Army knife type of guy out of the bullpen, which he did a great job at. And yeah. I think, I do think what he did for this team this past season plays some into him opting out and, and renegotiating. He did his part for this baseball team in 2022 and did it really, really well. When they needed him to be in the starting rotation, he was there. When they needed a spot start, he was there. When they needed him to be a long man type of reliever, he was there. When they needed him in more of a traditional setup role late in games, he was there. So, um, look, I, I think that the level of performance, number one, is one reason for the opt-out and the idea that they're probably having discussions about what his role is, and assuming that he's a starter, he may be saying, look, you know, I need more money, or I'm going to go or in more years. In, or more years, a bigger contract, or I'm going to go test and see what's out there. Now, look, it, it from, from the rumblings you read from the beat reporters and things like that, this seems like, it seems like that these two sides are going to get together, and it seems like Nick really likes it here and wants to, yeah, wants to stay. I agree. Um, but with that said, you never know. I mean, hey, Nick Martinez at this moment is officially a free agent, and there can be a team out there that swoops in and says, hey, Nick, we'll give you X amount of years and X amount of dollars. What do you want? And the Padres say, well, we're not going to that. So there's no guarantees on any of it. I think for the right price, the right number of years, Nick Martinez is somebody you got to keep here. He's a great back end of your rotation guy. 
Um, he proved he can pitch here. He proved he can pitch in big spots. He proved he's versatile if you need it, which, by the way, in the postseason, and the Padres, much like with the Robert Suarez situation, they've got to be thinking right now beyond regular season stuff, okay, because this is a team that should get to the postseason next year. They should, okay? They've got 162 games between now and, and then to get there. But they should. So somebody like a Nick Martinez is really valuable in a postseason series. Somebody who could start a fourth game, but also come out of the bullpen and, and do a number of different things. I I would be surprised if Nick Martinez is not with the Padres this Me coming too. season. I really would. Yeah. But you never know. And um, look, I think from a, a fourth, fifth starter perspective, he's he's a great guy to have. I think he's super versatile in what he does, and he did a really nice job. I I wonder what the contracts will look like, and I do wonder what those conversations are like right now. And, and like you said, Scraby, how much the role plays into these conversations. Yeah. Um, because he may be saying to A.J. Preller, hey, I want to be a starting pitcher. And, you know, hey, he got he got booted out when Clevenger came back True. and in the mix of Manai and yeah. remember Mackenzie Gore. This was all yeah. part of the, the conversation for a while when they basically had six, seven guys for five spots and they were in a six man rotation for a while. And he did a really admirable job, not just excelling in those roles, but saying, hey, he said it over and over throughout the year that he would do whatever to help that team. And he did. So you, yeah. you you wonder if there's a little bit of, hey, I, I did what you guys asked of me. Now I want to be a starting pitcher. I want that to be my role, and I want more to do it, which yeah, I, I think yeah. is fair. I, I was I was going in that direction, too. You were, We were on the same wavelength because I feel like A.J. Preller is a guy that does reward players for uh, you know doing going above and beyond for, for him, and that's exactly what Nick Martinez did. He could just basically say, I did, like you said, I did whatever you wanted me to do, so please help me out here and make me a starting pitcher, especially when you uh, don't really want to have to go spend a bunch of money on a uh, on a free agent starter. Right. And here's the thing, too. This is why these guys have the opt-outs. Like, yeah, so they can, yeah, exactly. That's why Robert Suarez had the opt-out. So if he did really well, I mean, this is why the agents negotiated and put these ways. things in. It works both ways. And guess what? It's the same thing of why Suarez has an opt-out three years into this reported contract. Five-year deal, yeah. Right. Uh, because if he has a really great three years, you may be able to go back on the open market and get even more at the age of 34 or whatever it's going to be exactly for Robert Suarez. That's why you have the opt-outs. And like... To Suarez and Martinez's credit, they pitched themselves into this spot. Okay, If Robert Suarez doesn't have a good year, we're not talking about this. Exactly. Okay, Suarez, by the way, deserves a lot of credit. He, he goes to Japan, ends up being a dominant closer there, comes here, pitches really well, and next thing you know, he's got $46 million <laughs> in the bank. I mean, It's it, true. It's he, true. Yeah, he really does deserve a lot of credit. His I mean, life that's, has a, changed, that's a heck of a job. His life has changed it, 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 a lot in the last yeah. year, and it's all good stuff, and it's all good stuff for Padres fans. Now, before we get to break, let's talk about Jerickson Profar. I, I think Jerickson Profar was thinking this when he opted out. I had the best year of my career. I was the most impactful player of my career. I played well defensively. I, I, I led off pretty well for the Padres, and I just want a little bit more money because I want to come back to this team, but I also think that I should command just a little bit more. And 
I, I, with his friendship with all the guys on the team, the leadership that he brings to the clubhouse, I think that the Padres, this might be another contract where they have to say, you've done everything we've asked of you, and now we're going to reward you. We'll see. Um, Profar, look, great clubhouse guy, uh, means a lot to that team. I will say, though, if he's kind of, you know, 13, 14, 15 million dollar per year type contracts. I was thinking more like 10. Right. I I think it's I think with Profar, it's totally dependent on what the numbers are. And look, it's it's a it's not a great corner outfield market this year, which helps Jerkson and and may be part of the reason why he opted out because he they can see how the market shapes up. I think it's really interesting. I, I don't know. I don't know if the Padres, if it gets to above 10 million, 12 million, 14 million. I mean, these are numbers that are kind of being reported next to his name. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know if the Padres See, I, bring them back on that. I really don't. I, I don't think so either. I don't think for, so. For I would amount, say they don't. Between 12 and 15. But there is a team out there I could see totally being like, hey, we'll give you $13 million sure. because we want your leadership. We want that number, those numbers that you had last year. That's all you need to do. Yeah, and he's coming off a career year, like you said. So we'll see. Um, he, he would be a tough guy to lose the leadership qualities, how much he's respected in that clubhouse. I think he, he means a lot, but... I think number one, you can there are there are options out there for less money than that that could be equally as productive. And there's the wild card of well, if somebody like a Fernando Tatis Jr. goes and plays left field for some. Oh, we'll get into that okay, at some point. Uh well, then where is where is Jerickson playing? And and I do think there are aspects to that of how the rest of this team looks when you're talking about Jerks and Profar because point. because if he's not in a in a spot where he's going to play left field every day, well then then what are we doing? So we'll he, see. He, he's um, coming back as an everyday guy or or, or nothing. And I will t- I will tell you this. And you you guys did a nice job with AJ Preller earlier this week talking to him about Tatis, yeah. and, and he's mm-hmm. talked about it this week at the GM meetings. It seems like there's a lot on the table with Fernando as oh, yeah. far as where he's going to play, and I I think we need to. Uh, the fans and all of us kind of need to get ready that that when he comes back, this potentially is going to look a lot different. Where he plays, um, could it be multiple spots? I he's he's young enough and enough of an athlete where I I don't think it's crazy to say. And and look, there's the other argument of sticking back at a shortstop, a place that for the most part he he's he's solid. I know some of the routine plays in, in 21 and stuff like that, but from an athletic perspective, there is so much room for for improvement there. There's an argument to be made. Don't don't mess with him any more than he's been messed with already, but uh, we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll talk about that. All right, we are going to head to break. On the other side, we'll have some more Padres talk. We'll also talk about, I want to get your thoughts on Aaron Judge and this nine-year $324 million projection that is out on him. Uh, I'm not necessarily a fan of that. I know he's coming off of a great year, but we'll get into that. We'll also meet the backbone of the station. <laughs> that is all coming up next when we get back. I'm Scraby filling in for Gwen and Chris with Sam Levitt on 97.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... 
what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, it's Friday. These weeks, I, I kind of like my structure a little bit more. By the way, this is Scraby uh, filling in for Gwen and Chris. And Sam. I don't know why, but I just randomly thought of that song. You know that song, Friday? It's Friday. Oh, with Friday. Rebecca Black. <laughs> yes, up, it's Friday. absolutely. You don't want to know something f- funny about that? What? Is, uh, She's I on TikTok. Sang, I, I have sang that song on the radio before, way back really? in my early radio career, because I love the song so much. That I uh, was was told to sing it as like a stunt, and it was great because it was it's, it's such a great good song. song. It's a great song. I don't understand why people hated it so much. Got to get down on Friday. Come on, Sam. <laughs> you know that. All right, uh, we are just getting underway here on a Friday, and I told you before the break we were going to meet the backbone of the station. And you may think that I'm being you know a little bit too much, but I'm, I'm not, not at all because no. this person we're going to introduce you to is someone that ran the board and was the studio coordinator for the Padres all season long, Maddie DeLeo. In the there? house. In the <laughs> house. Thank you, Maddie, for that. Thank you. She's on Alt 94.9. She's been in the building, actually, since 2015. Wow. That's before you, right? It's before me, yeah. I was. I didn't come over here until uh, 2017, I wow. don't believe, or 2018. But Maddie's been here since 2015, and she... She did something I think is commendable in radio. I would say very much so. And that is one of the first things I learned in radio when I got into the business was you do whatever you can to stay in the building and it doesn't matter if you don't really know what you're doing. (laughs) And so when I was hired into News Talk as a producer, Mm -hmm. I had never done, I, I don't know anything about politics. And so I took it anyway and it was really good for me. But what Maddie did was something that I think is even more difficult because Maddie went from the music side to the sports talk side and in specifically the play-by-play side. Right. And you were in game, you were doing the pregame and the postgame. And you really I, I gotta say, Maddie, you really came a long way with your, your Padres, uh your Padres awareness and and everything like that. During the season, you used to give us some takes and they kept improving. Takes? Yes, we got takes. <laughs> I didn't Maddie. hear any of these takes. Maddie was uh <laughs> Maddie would, would would say like, oh man, we lost last night, or something like oh, that. On but my Instagram, there yes. were always hot takes on the Instagram. Wow. Oh yes, yes, always hot takes on the Instagram. Yes. But anyway, welcome to the show, Maddie DeLeo. Thank you for all of your hard work during the Padres season. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate finally getting that recognition for being the backbone <laughs> of the station. Yes, I know. Sam so, probably never said it while you were. To be fair, yeah, I did. I did come up with that title for myself. She Wait, did. She did? <laughs> yes, I did not come up See, with that. See, Sam's that sitting a, here before the show calling her that. No, that so I thought he, that that was that was, a, that was a Maddie DeLeo creation, but, oh. but accurate. Okay, it, it is accurate, but now I feel like it's a little self-serving. So, <laughs> no, it is accurate. Maddie, let, let me let me expand here. Maddie, You guys worked very closely yes, during the season. Yes, Maddie did a wonderful job. A wonderful job uh, learning baseball. I mean... It is not an easy job to run those games. There's a lot of moving parts. With the pregame, there's a lot of moving parts. In the game, there's a lot of moving parts. Post-game, same thing. And Maddie learned and got really good and 
She did a really, really good job and worked hard. And it's something she had really never done before that is not easy to do. So Maddie deserves a lot of credit. And we we are saying that totally, totally honestly and commending Because I've been in that chair. Yeah, she did an outstanding job this year. I never, out of all things in life, I think sports was the thing that I had like the least amount of knowledge (laughs) in. So I never in a million years would have thought... I'd be in this position. The, the, I'll give you one story. Was yes, um, please. This was early in the season. You know they have pitching changes oh, you know, during during the game, and um, and I think Maddie was a little bit. You tell me if I'm wrong, Maddie. A little bit confused on those on, were confused on if the ga- they and if they were going to an inning break. Yes, or if it, it was a yes. pitching change because the process on the board is different. Yes. Yes, and uh, so I think Maddie asked me one day, "How do you how do you know?" And I'm like, "Well, I just, just got it. You just got to I mean, you just got to listen." There, I said, "Well, they, they'll usually say pitching change. They will say the word pitching change at some point in the lead up to that, or, or refer to a new pitcher coming in." And it was a it was a brief, I would say, confusion, and very quickly, Maddie, like like she did with everything, picked it up very quickly. Yeah, and and, and real quick, Maddie, before you talk about that experience, uh, I, I when I ran the board, I, I did the same. I, I would space out, and it, I wouldn't realize if it was the end of an inning or oh. a pitching break, and then I would look up at the TV and completely panic and just hit one. <laughs> and sometimes it would be the legal that I was supposed to be hitting. So I, the, the, the board crew and the, the studio coordinator yes. crew that we had this year with Frank and Aaron. Very good. Very Great good. Job. Much more professional than when I was running the board. I, I, last thing, uh, I had Ted Leitner in my last year of uh, being on the full season of the board, and uh, they went to a legal in, like, game 152 or something like that. And I completely missed it, and Ted said in his Ted voice, he said, Game 152 here at Petco Park? Game 1, back in the studio. <laughs> and and I, I totally deserve it. I he, totally he deserve was right. It. He was he right. He put you on blast. Wow. One, game 152, I should know when the legal is coming. But anyway, Maddie, what was your favorite part of the year? What was the most difficult part of the year? Tell us what you uh, experienced this this season. So, yeah, pitching changes were very stressful. That stressed me out for a while at the beginning. You just have to learn to listen to verbal cues from Jesse and Tony, and you just have to be listening. But at some point, it does just become second nature, and you'll just, like, I noticed, like, I'll be in my car listening to a game if, like, Frank was running the board or something, and I would hear them say they're about to go to break and my arm is like instinctively going to like <laughs> so true. going to the mouse to like fire the it's break. So, true. so it really becomes like second nature and muscle memory when you're on the physical board but yeah, yeah it was i got to work with the mayor of petco park Sam. Oh yes, that is a nickname that we have. <laughs> Sam, if you he if got you don't a nickname know, too. The Mary why did Petco he get Park. that n- nickname? Maddie? Actually, Frank came up with that nickname, and okay. Frank wanted us to have like buttons and stuff, like Sam for Mayor of Petco Park. <laughs> I think that was a great idea, and we should have capitalized on that. That would be great well, station promotion. But, but the reason they, the reason they even came up with this was because when I would be at the ballpark and we would be in the midst of a commercial break and typically you know you know like you they can hear my my microphone on over there and i would say during a lot of commercial breaks when i'm at the ballpark you know people come up we talk whatever 
And I, I guess they, they were just constantly hearing me talk to the fans. <laughs> and it was kind of like I was running hands, for mayor. Kissing babies. Yeah. Yes, he was. <laughs> Taking pictures. Making promises on filling potholes, oh, yes. you know, out there. Yes. The, the, wor- the worst is is I would sometimes promise to give people shout outs on the post game show. And there were some times mm. I remembered, there were some times I would not. Yeah. And one time, Uh-oh. one time I promised uh, a girl that I would give her a shout out on the post game show. Uh, They'd come up to me with a group of people during the pregame. Totally forgot. I get a DM later Uh saying my mom is mad at you. (laughs) She was listening. Never heard the shout out. Listening for, I don't know, 90 minutes on the postgame. That number one is dedication. Number two, I've done the same thing before and I've made good on the promise, but it's hard to get someone to listen for 90 more minutes after they've listened for 90 minutes. But I, I get it, and if you ask, a, you, you can ask us for a shout out for sure. But uh, sometimes, most well, of the time, I forget. Yeah, personally. and like I, and like on the post game, it, it's just it's a different vibe, you know. People are it, the idea is like somebody's driving home, you know. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, but great job, Maddie. Yeah, great job, Maddie. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank, Thank you so much. I also wanted to, before we move any further, I forgot to do this when we opened the show. Speaking of forgetting to do things, but I want to talk about the veterans out there right now because it is Veterans Day, and I want to thank all of our veterans for their service and their sacrifice. And uh, honestly, I, I know you uh, people say this all the time, but I, I wouldn't be sitting in this chair right now if it wasn't for, for all the veterans out there. So thank you so much for what you do for our country, and thank you so much for keeping us safe and it's a day that we shouldn't just uh, think of as a federal holiday. It's definitely a day that we need to think of as uh, being very special because it is very special. And I looked up why Veterans Day is Veterans Day. And if you don't know, it, it, Veterans Day is on the 11th because on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month of 1918, World War One came to an end. And one year later, America dedicated November 11th as Armistice Day to celebrate the peace and the veterans who fought to make the world a safer place. So I just wanted to give that little shout out to our veterans. And uh, please, if you want to shout out on the show, you could tweet Sam or was it at Sammy Lev. You could tweet yeah. at Matt Scraby. We could do that as well. But thank you. Great, great call. Again. Great yeah. call on uh, bringing that up. And thank you to all the veterans out there. And uh I, I would assume this is Veterans Day related. They're having the uh, college basketball game today on the USS Abraham Lincoln. Yes, here in now, San Diego. Now, you were obviously you were not here for no. the last couple iterations of. They've this. had some issues with the floor. They've had issues, but uh, Chris was telling a story of one year, and I can't remember which teams he was talking about, but the the, the, the aircraft carrier would rock a little bit, mm. and so the, the rim may be a little bit lower on wow. certain parts of the court, but it's actually a really cool idea, so that is going on out there, and thankfully, it's really nice weather, Beautiful day. because it would have been a disaster if it was earlier in the week. We also have the Aztecs playing BYU in basketball tonight at Viejas Arena. The Aztecs... Uh, they are ranked 19th in the country, and they are looking very good after their first game. So we'll talk about that in the Daily Gambit a little bit. But let's get into this Aaron Judge thing real quick. And uh, Bob Nightingale tweeted this earlier today. He tweeted, you think probable MVP Aaron Judge could be too pricey for the Giants on the market? Guess again. So Giants president Farhan Zaidi said, from a financial standpoint, nobody is out of our capability. And then it will just be a question of whether there's mutual interest. Now, I've been saying this on the show for the last couple of weeks, but Aaron Judge had his best season of his career, obviously. Mm-hmm. He had 62 home runs. He had, like a, I think, a million RBIs last year. But he's also 30 years old, 
And he has had an injury-prone career thus far. And the reason I'm bringing up Aaron Judge specifically is because it's within the the, uh, NL West with the Giants being interested. But uh, I I have to think that a nine-year, $324 million projected contract is a mistake for for a team to sign Aaron Judge to. It, It has nothing to do with how good of a baseball player Aaron Judge is. It reminds me of what Albert Pujols did with the Angels. He signed a massive yeah. contract, and down the down the stretch, he wasn't worth it, and he ended up hitting a bunch of home runs this year. But I think Aaron Judge is possibly someone that you don't want to sign to that long-term deal, but he's probably going to get it and command it. I agree with you on all fronts. I think he's going to get a deal like that because somebody's going to give him that deal. Um, maybe it's the Giants. Maybe it's the Yankees. But I'm with you, Scraby. Look, he was tremendous. Okay, He had an all-time offensive season. He bet on himself, didn't take the deal from the Yankees, and was unbelievable. But he's 31 in April. Oh, he's 31. Yeah, 31. He's 30 now. He's 30 now. He turns 31 in April. So you sign him to a nine-year deal, you are getting him until 40. Those contracts don't work out. They never work. They don't. Name one that has. I mean, they just don't. Now, if you can sign the 9-10 year deal with a player that is younger than that, say in their mid-20s, late-20s, a.k.a. a Manny Machado, a.k.a. Yeah. Bryce Harper, mm-hmm. it's a different story. It is. And that difference, I think, is very significant. So is he going to get that money? I think he is because somebody's paying it to him. And if it's the Giants, then... Maybe he ends up there. Look, I think if the Giants are the team that gives him the best offer, he probably ends up a San Francisco Giant. If the Yankees are the team that gives him the best offer, he probably ends up a New York Yankee. Um, I just don't see how the Yankees can let him go because if they if they don't have I, I Aaron don't Judge either. next year, they are not. I still, as good. I still, even with the interest he's going to command, that I'm sure we're going to hear ten thousand rumors, and I I would I doubt he's going to sign anytime soon. Yeah, he's going to take it all in. I, I would assume. I still have a really hard time believing the Yankees are not going to keep Aaron Judge. I, I really do. Um, to me, it's like, number one, from a production standpoint, where do they go after that? If you're going to sink your money into somebody, I mean, to me, it's it should be him. He is a Yankee, and, and I know this is like a little East Coast talk coming out here, and I grew up a big Mets fan, so I got no affinity for the Yankees whatsoever. But I would prefer... Like, if you're a Padres fan, obviously you prefer he stays in the AL East. Yes. I would prefer as a baseball fan that he stays a Yankee. To me, he's one of those guys for the game of baseball that he should be a Yankee. He came up with the Yankees. He's made history with the Yankees. He should be a Yankee. He should be, not that he is necessarily this level of um, player. He's a very different player than as you know compared to like a Derek Jeter or somebody like that. But he's a guy who should be a career Yankee based on what he's done. So I don't know, though, because the Yankees operate very differently than they have in years past. You know, it's it's it's, money uh, is is now it it used to be no no object, but now it's an object for the Yankees. It's not. And but at the same time, Cashman and Boone are under a ton of pressure. I I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. But I could see a world where the Yankees are not the best offer, the most money, the most years on the table. And if that's the case, this becomes very interesting. It will. All right, first hour in the books. I think that went really well. When we get back, we're going to talk about the Daily Gambit. We're going to go over the bets we made last night. We'll talk about some of the other bets over the weekend. I'm Scraby. That's Sam Levitt. We're filling in for Gwen and Chris today on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 